warning, warning, battle convoy now approaching Tarani Towers. Strong possibility of non-Euclidean topography. Please ready your weaponry and await further instructions. Welcome back to Discovering SCP Part 2 of the Meteor, Meteor Movie Event of the Summer. What's happened to Site 14? 13. Welcome back to Part 2 of Discovering 1730. Welcome back. There, This SCP never ends. <laughs> so much so that we have to have a second dedicated episode to it. Yeah, this will never happen again, though. Smile. I don't believe you. <laughs> I I, th- I thought I saw someone in the server mention that there was like one SCP that was even longer than this. Oh, one. absolutely. We're gonna have this. this I guess he has six part or more coming in the future at some point. Fuck that! No, I don't have. I'm too ADHD for that. I won't be able to do it. I'll don't tell worry, you now. Don't worry. Don't worry. Keep that one. Out That'll of my be head. its Keep own podcast. That's <laughs> its own pod. Discovering well, Roger. Yeah, we'll see you the way it ends. Have a whole podcast based around discovering Roger SCPs. <laughs> Roger, sorry if you're listening. We didn't mean to uh, make fun of you. Please don't. Uh, send it's not me making SCP fun of him. Course. He just has a he just has a lot of SCPs, right? Yeah, I wasn't making fun of him. He's a cool guy. You interviewed him. You so, should interview more people, Tan. Don't know. Ask me the question. <sighs> How many SCPs do we have today? Half of one. <laughs> Count them. Half. I'm holding up half of my finger. <laughs> no, where'd the other half go? Finger fever. <laughs> Josie holding up Josie the cat. Holding up cat. Josie's human fingers. No. Right, let's stop talking about Josie, Josie, Josie's human fingers. Speak, actually, if we do talk about Josie, I was on the SCP Reddit. Someone made a poster about Josie the half cat. It was kind of cool. We better not have. Oh. <laughs> I'll try and find it later to send you. Uh, I don't want to like post it on the video without crediting the artist or anything, but it was just cool. Right, well, let's get into the episode. Yes, if I remember correctly, quick recap, we learn this is a weird place that was never supposed to be built. They've been finding writing on the walls and weird worm things infecting people's bodies. They've sent teams to explore and drones, but it hasn't gone too hot. And the very last thing we left on was like a doctor who was like, hey guys, uh, we're from like another universe or something. So Please come help. help. Yeah. So yeah, we also found out about the Leech Boy, which is very important there, who got tossed into the uh, burning pit with all the SCP juice and things went wacky. Is he the big bad evil guy of SCP-1730? Final boss? Let's find out. So <clears throat> let's get into it. Addendum yes, 1730.7. Updated Exploration Memorandum. In light of recent information gathered by Foundation surveillance teams, it has been t- pertinent to once again send exploration and recovery teams into Site-13. I am once again sending exploration and recovery teams. <laughs> that doesn't seem prudent. You've already lost like three teams to this thing. Is it worth it? They were just mole rats. Just put a really big fence around it. With you gotta them. save the people that are in there! Do we, do we, when has SCP ever cared about the well-being of people, especially people employed by them? By order at Overwatch Command, SCP-1730's containment procedures have been updated. Mobile Task Force Tau-5, Samsara, is currently under consideration for deployment. Details to follow. So, Isn't Samsara like the cycle of rebirth in uh, what Hinduism, I think? I, I, I don't want to butcher my religions. <laughs> yeah, let's not, let's not do any research into that. 
Um, yeah, so is this is that related to the task force? Like the names is, usually yes. are, or is it just because it's a cool name? Okay. It is. Samsara is the big deal task force. They, they, they're like clones, so they retain memories between fucking clone bodies and they can have like a bunch of cyborg like, attachments. That just sounds like near with extra steps. <laughs> they are the sci-fi bo- they, they like, when everything goes wrong, you got an awful lot of people, so did Samsara. We got a so they're in, they're in other SCPs as well, they're like the final task force. They are the final measure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, like the O5s in their counts like, shit, we failed again, it's time, and they open shit. the glass case and press the red button. Cassie's been in her room for ten days now. Send so. that group. <laughs> what are we, some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> what are we, some kind of sub mobile task force style five samsara? <laughs> but first, let's get into the addendum. Eight. Yes. Exploration and recovery log transcript. So first we're going to send the game wardens in, it looks like, so. Fuck rip. <laughs> Why? You already said you could send Samsara. You're sending them to their death. AP3 Ross offended one of the O5 council. No. He's like, hey, is Cassie really that important? Get out. Then he points to Samsara and get in. <laughs> Alright, so let's see. We have five characters for this. Do you want to play three of them? Or I'll two be them? Ross, Noah, and Vigo because those are funny names. Alright. Uh, in that case, I will be Houston, Ohalo, and Site Command. Okay. Radio's live. Everybody good? Hang on. 60 seconds to insertion. Copy. Virgo, you good? Yeah, I got it. We set? We're good. Alright, stay cool. Keep your lights on. If you see anything suspect, hit your visors. Let's get to the denim. Each member of the AP3 team was equipped with a scramble visor suit. Not units. Not scramble. <laughs> No, it doesn't work! Which was capable of processing and filtering out known anomalous memetic devices in near real time. <laughs> These devices... Hey, wait a minute. Didn't I predict this? Wasn't I last You did mention like, that. I was very surprising. Yeah. These devices have been previously tested on other anomalous memes and active visual hazards. That's a very diplomatic way of phrasing that. <laughs> didn't say what happened, but would passively filter out all known hazards and could be activated to filter out all written language, drawings, symbols, diagrams, etc. If they're believed it, to be a potential hazard. It might work with this one, because the problem with Shy Guy is like just the act of your eye looking, even if you don't process it in your brain, was enough. But maybe you have to process it because it's a memetic hazard. Yeah, it's the like writings. the intellectual information. Mm-hmm. Give one else the heads up. Remember the internal topography of this place, Tannany Towers, is un... No, he didn't say that. Is unstable. <laughs> just say that! That's... We're Site 13. That was so the, there's a that pretty was good block. chance we'll get separated. If we do, stay put until the place stabilizes and somebody will come pick you up. No, they won't. Use your broadcasters if nobody's responding and shoot anything that moves. Unless it's one of us. Probably. <laughs> then definitely shoot. They'll come pick... <laughs> They'll come is... pick us up. Team laughs. <laughs> 30 seconds to insertion. Why aren't you laughing? I don't know. Team laughs. 30... <laughs> <laughs> Joke yeah, ass. Of... <laughs> I'm, I'm 30 seconds to insertion. Houston, you take lead. Her information suggests this entrance leads down a pretty long staircase. But there shouldn't be any other doors until we count until we hit the bottom. So we should be more or less safe till we get there. Got it? Got it. Any other questions? Oh, hello. You're quiet back there. Sounds like a DM. Hey, you're being quiet tonight, Ohalo. I'm good, boss. Alright, that's what I want to hear. I have, like, the easiest job ever. All I've had to do is be like, hang on and got it. I've had to do, like, no real voice. 
<laughs> hey man, it's all good. All right, that's what I want to oh. hear. Oh, sorry. Ten seconds to insertion. Or are you like a robot? <laughs> that's how you did it last oh, time, yeah. remember? Oh, yeah. I was just trying to keep consistency. GLaDOS on the radio. Here we go. Game wardens, you are cleared to begin the hunting game. Let's roll. Team enters SCP-1730. As expected, inter initial interior space, long descending staircase. Houston takes lead. Team, we're monitoring you from here, but let us know if you hear, see, or experience anything unexpected. Copy. Team descends for three minutes. Interior of the SCP is unlit, with the only luminescence coming from the shoulder-mounted lights of MTF AP-3. There we're looking. Pretty good. We... I see a door up here, on the landing. I see it. Alright, that's unfortunate. Oh, hello, Noah. Keep an eye on our backs when we pass it. Hang on. Team stops at the landing. Houston tries the door, but it is locked. I forgot what <laughs> fucking voice he had. <laughs> There's air blowing up under the door here. See where the dust is kicked up? There's air blowing under the door here. See where the dust is kicked up? Oh. Hello? Hi. Hello? Oh, Hi. I think you cut out for a second. Am, aren't I Ohalo? Am I oh, missing yeah. it? <laughs> you are. You cut out so I didn't hear your protests. Uh, there's air blowing under the door here. See where the dust is kicked up? Yeah. Vigo, let's see that thermal camera. <laughs> Alright, hang on. Poor it is. Here it is. Ten second silence. So we, <laughs> they put the uh, thermal camera in there? Yeah, no, i do not not even going to begin a fuck with that. Let's keep going. Team lead, you copy? Is everything alright? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're good. Still descending. Affirmative. Just got some static. Wanted to make sure you were good. Oh. Team continues to descend for three more minutes. Light. Look. Wow, Hollow is a very vital character to this team. <laughs> yeah. Command, there's a light up ahead. Might be our exit. Eyes open. Team descends for two minutes. I forgot which fucking voice Noah was. You're everyone Shit. except Houston. Yeah, I mean, I forgot what voice I was doing for a moment. Shit! <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck is that? God damn it. Alright, command, be advised that the bomb in the stairwell is just, just missing. I don't know where the light we saw is coming from, but we go down about three more steps and we're in some sort of void. I don't see a bomb to it. Copy that. Hang tight, team. We're taking a look at this. Yeah, what if we drop something in it? See how far down it goes. Well, I, I mean, I can see how far down it goes, and it sort of looks like forever. Uh, AP-30 hollow shrugs. Game wardens, go ahead and proceed back up. We'll see about another insertion point. Damn it. It's alright, we'll just... Ross, look, it's not a void, it's a liquid. It's, it's just not reflecting light at all. It's, it's pitch black. <laughs> Looks sort of like water. A liquid I know very well. You've drank that liquid? <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, we're not going to fuck with that either. Command, how far are we to the bottom of the stairwell? One moment. Silence. You're about 15 meters below where we expected the stairwell to end. Stellar. So the topography is off here. Let's head back up a ways and see if we can find a different exit. Team lead, hold position for a moment. We're trying to determine your location right now. Hey, Chief. Hold on. No, look, it's... Shut up. I'm... Oh, no. Oh fuck, it's Razin. Shit. All right, boys, time to go fuck. Time to go fuck? Hell yeah. It's my Bla favorite part. Black liquid begins to quickly rise behind the MTF. Team moves quickly up the stairwell in relative silence. It's gaining on us. Fuck, come on. Jesus Christ. Uh, Houston, 
Houston, grab him! Ross, help! Shit, don't! My legs, fuck, 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 my legs! I... There's another door up here, hurry! Hang on. I don't know. Fucking... I love Noah. Noah's Noah's voice changes name. every fucking slide he says. Noah's anomalous. Team enters door on the next landing. Door is slammed closed. Holy Jesus, what happened to his legs? Shit, Houston, are you? I, uh, wait. What? What's happening? Do you read us? Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, Command, that all happened quickly. Uh, Houston fell coming up the stairs and his legs got covered in that stuff and now they're just gone. One clean cut like they weren't there. I can actually still feel them, guys. Like, like, I can see they're not there, but it doesn't hurt. And I think I can stand up. Oh my god, it's Josie the Half-Cat. We, we did it, we figured out. What created her? It was the goop. Interesting. Oh, sorry. What? What the fuck? Houston proceeds to stand up. He is missing his legs from his knees down, but appears to be floating as if they were still there. Vigo waves his hand underneath Houston's legs, which passes through the space unimpeded. It's oh. Is this how Josie the Half-Cat was made? Is it the same thing? Maybe Josie got burnt off and this is what's left. <laughs> Alright, so there's that. You aren't hurting, Houston? Nothing feels different. Okay, that's fucking crazy. Commander, do we know anything about this? Negative. Alright, let's keep going then. Command, looks like we're in a maintenance hallway or something similar. We got pipes running up and down the walls, gauges and such. It's a pretty warm here. There, on the wall! What happened to Sat 13? It's a uh, recurring phrase that keeps showing up written on the walls here. Command, do we know that it's not a meme? <laughs> Sorry, I know it means like I'm a medic. I'm just... It isn't. None of the stuff is It is now a meme. <laughs> We ran uncovered any anomalous effects related to that phrase. We're still not sure why we keep finding it, though. Noted. Down it all. Team continues in silence for four minutes. Wait a minute. How can you see that on the on the wall? I thought they had scrambled to prevent reading the walls. Well, I guess it's the, the, the bad stuff. Oh. During this time, Noah's camera disconnects suddenly. This information was not promptly relayed to the task force. Well, I hope someone got a, a demotion for that blunder. <laughs> There's something up ahead, see? There at the corner. Is that a person? Approach with caution, safety's off. Team approaches target in silence. Upon reaching target, video features a severely disfigured, rutted human corpse, age unknown, partially conjoined to the wall behind it. Several other spatial distortions are evident nearby, such as the ceiling and wall appearing to pull back into each other, but this is unnoticed by AP3. Aw, oh, shit. Good to finally see a familiar face. Guys, it's just Zachary. Thank God. Zachary, how'd you get down here? Do you, do you remember Zachary Callahan? I do. <laughs> it's him. <laughs> He's back. Everyone's friend. Silence. Us two, man. This place is fucked up. Look at my fucking legs, man. Look at this shit. Team lead, please be advised that you are under the effects of a powerful cognito hazard. We are attempting to upload a filter to your scramble visors. One moment. Nah, command, it's alright, it's just Zachary. We go way back, don't we, buddy? Vigo... <laughs> His mouth opens and bees come out. Vigo playfully punches the corpse, dislodging its jaw. The corpse does not respond. <laughs> Zachary, we're looking for some other people trapped in here. You know how to get to low levels? Silence. Shit! Okay, okay, so wait, what's below that? Uh-huh. Oh god, they're actually, like, they think he's talking to them. Shit, he's right, where's Noah? Team turns and Noah is not seen. 
Ah, shit. Zachary, stay here. No words, you read me? No, it's Ross. Do you hear me at all? Come on, where the fuck is Noah? That's uncertain, team lead. Be advised, the upload is complete. Please restart your visors for the filter to take effect. Team restarts their visors. There we go. What was it? Oh, gross! Command, there's a body in the wall down here. Looks like it's been fused into her or something. Our visors are tickled that crazy too. He's gotten more and more southern as I proceeded. <laughs> <laughs> Acknowledged. Team lead, proceed. Wait, look back there. You see shimmering? That gas? Looks like a gas leak. It's always a gas leak. Oh, fuck no! Look at the floor! Look behind it! Fuck! Fuck! Shit. Noah, shit! Approaching the MTF is a shimmering, transparent humanoid construct, apparently the source of the spatial anomalies in this area. As its feet touch the ground, the floor begins to warp within space around them, stabilizing as the entity passes by. Noah is visible hanging behind the entity, though the nature of the agent is uncertain, as the spatial <laughs> as the spatial anomaly he is caught in appears to be extremely severe and very few of his features can be made out. Noah is seen attempting to move slightly, but continues to be twisted by the anomaly as it moves. Damn it, Tan Homie, they got Noah in their sick game. How could they do this? Kaiba's own brother. <laughs> Closer than brother. <laughs> fucking shoot it! God damn it, open fucking fire shit! The MTF fires on the entity. As the bullets approach, the trajectory changes and they twist and spin around the entity before only harmless on the floor or lodging in the ceiling. He's strong. Oh my god, he's anime dodging bullets. This isn't working, Chief! Wait! My fucking arm! Shit! Vigo is seen turning and attempting to pull away from an unseen force. From Ohalo's camera, a long, shimmering, transparent appendage is seen stretching towards Vigo, abstracting the wall closest to it as it moves. It wraps around Vigo's left arm, which begins to visibly distort. Vigo screams. Is this just temperance from part three? <laughs> Houston, the anchor! Oh yeah! You read this because you're the one doing it. <laughs> AP3 Houston produces the miniature, portable Scranton reality anchor, which he powers on and lobs towards the enemy. There's a flash of red light, and for a split second, the entity becomes visible as an extremely disfigured, grotesquely elongated humanoid, which exists for only a second before the spatial distortions surrounding it are anchored and violently reset. Excuse me. Creating a massive pressure wave in the confined space. The team is momentarily incapacitated. Oh, my arm... Vigo's left arm is bright red, but otherwise unscathed. Ohalo assesses it. The color will go away! That's just the anchor cooling down! You good? Yeah, I'm alright, Fex. Jesus. Noah! Noah, are you there? Can any of this... you see Noah? Ross, here, look. In the wall. As dust clears, Noah becomes visible. Partially fused with the wall, ceiling and floor across ten meters of hallway. The agent is unmoving. Here in this place, only moments ago, <laughs> Noah fought against the anomaly and was crushed under the ceiling. mutter. <laughs> God, fucking Vigo's like, we're not just gonna leave Noah here. I don't want to leave him, Ross. <laughs> I don't want to leave Noah all alone. <laughs> Ross's like, this is an order from your capo. <laughs> I like I the game wardens. I've got into him. <laughs> I think it's you after Com instinct muttering. Command, do you read me? Hello. We read you, team lead. We've lost nowhere. He's in the wall. 
you want us to proceed? We can't let a sacrifice be in vain. He doesn't say One that. <laughs> Team lead, do you feel as if returning to the surface would be more dangerous than continuing your mission? Uh, I have no way of knowing that. We have no way of knowing what's in here. Everything in here is so fucked, it's incredible. I don't know even know if we can get back if we wanted to. None of the other teams have, have they? That is correct. We sent you here to die. Honestly, whatever happens down here can't be any worse than whatever we'd see on our way back. Probably doesn't make a difference. Whatever. Let's keep going. It's fucking badass. Affirmative. Team lead, we are preparing another team to eva- How many teams will you sacrifice before you're satisfied? You sick fuck. <laughs> like, command. In the event- In the event that you reach your target, insertion time is in four hours. You're sending up a task force in here? What idiots volunteered for that gig? <laughs> like, it frames on site command, like, grinning, like, just their mouth showing. <laughs> Samsara. Oh. Alright, cool, I copy. <laughs> Send in the suicide squad. The fucking Avengers. <laughs> Bring me 682. Boom. Team See, continues on for oh, go a ahead. short time unimpeded. See, it's like we're the same person there. We swapped. They passed through several other areas, including a ransacked infirmary, a cafeteria space melted into slag, and a wing of containment units identified as Olympia class that are no less than 100 meters in height. Olympia class. Oh, Impossible. Eventually, the team enters a room off of the main hallway that appears to be a telecommunications center. A single television is illuminated on a wall across from them. The only thing that would make this more perfect is if they finally got to like the center and there was a dark Keter class. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. Stay cool, guys. Stay frosty. Search this room. See if there's anything we can collect that we use topside. These terminals have power. I'll collect a backup. There was a sound on the other end of the room, like static. Ohalo and Houston move towards the illuminated television. Is something broadcasting through this? The screen flickers and an image appears. The interior of a standard containment cell is shown, though it is devoid of any comforts or belongings. A single red light behind the camera is on, poorly illuminating the space. A long figure is huddled in the corner. Hang on, is that... Holy shit, it is! What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Okay, all the tension just immediately left my fucking bones. It's Bobble, the fucking clown. Yes! At the mention of the name, the figure in the corner looks towards the camera. What? What do you want? Who is it? Do you want to know how we got these scars? Jesus, my name is Connor Ross. I'm an agent with the... Actually, hang on, who are you? The figure shifts sideways and more of its body becomes visible through the darkness. The red light illuminates its eyes, though little else of the figure can be made out. Mmm, you're different. <laughs> Did he, like, ask you how to write that? Uh, this was a surprise to me as well. <laughs> it's, so, it's so tan. Mmm, you're different. You smell different. You know I can smell you even from here. You don't know that, though. They did, but you're not like them. They went to great lengths to figure that out. They knew, they know, they will know. Mmm. Talks like a fucking Dark Souls NPC. <laughs> Have you heard of the Warriors of Sunlight? <laughs> a most 
most intrepid group they are, but they're mistaken. There's no god here except for me. Be careful on your journey. I'd hate to see you burning in a bonfire. And now back to whatever happened to site. What happened to site thirteen? I'm sorry, just this was so tense until that came up. It's just so uncharacteristic. Which means uncharacteristic. It's like isn't Bob Cloud like trapped in a TV program, but he's just here as a guy? Well, he's on the TV. Yeah, of course. This was the TV site thirteen the whole time. Well, no, it's he's on a TV. But you're not reading. Oh, I'm stupid. Yeah, he is on a TV. Duh. Sorry, you're, I got confused. You're Bobble the Clown, yeah? The figure slides slowly across the wall of the cell, just out of range of the red light. Its movements are noticeably erratic. It comes closer to the camera. So now we know how Bobble's related to this SCP. <laughs> I assume the others will be making a cameo. Oh, yeah, except for Laugh is Fun. I just threw that one in there because I like it. Well, that's not fair, you cheater. <laughs> Chaos! Josie the Half-Cat came up because of the disappearing body, right? Yeah. So what was the other one we did? Don't worry about it. Let's get, let's get, let's continue. Let's get into it. They had a number for me once when I was Bobble, but your friends didn't like the numbers, said we identified with the numbers. Mm. I am not Bobble, but I am a thing that used to be Bobble. Really laying it hard on the Dark Souls NPC dialogue. You're not where you're supposed to be, gun buddy. You don't match the air in here. You're out of place, just like I am. Just like we are. Uh huh. What happened here? Daddy Emerson played a tricky little game with the strings of the universe. He walked on them like a tightrope and was surprised when he fell. <laughs> tricky little Emerson didn't just want boxes. No, 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 no. He wanted boxes full of ideas. Ideas like pain, horror, death. He worked very hard to stack those boxes on a string and broke the whole thing, and we all came tumbling down with him. <laughs> How many other entities are in here? What else do you know? How many... <laughs> How many entities were swallowed by Site 13, you silly, silly, out-of-place boy, silly little boy? Everything made its way into Site 13. If the Foundation could find it and the Coalition could catch it, it was fed into the meat grinder down here. Everything. They mulched us all if there was nothing to game. Some got lucky. Bubble got lucky. Stuffed in a funny box and played with, toyed with, experimented with, to see what sounds we made when we wanted to die. Others were not so lucky. They burned a library, you know, held it upside down like a can of soup, and let the contents run out into the furnace and burned the whole place up. Wait, are they talking about the place that used to be a library? It's a different uh, library. I've not encountered this one yet. Oh, okay. They did other things too. Worse things too. Daddy Emerson liked it. He watched it all every time. Got his jollies off watching it. Poo! <laughs> what worse things? The unidentified figure approaches the camera and comes fully into view, illuminated by the red light. A significant portion of its body is distorted by video static that moves as it is moves. The static appears to be cutting into the tissue of the figure's body, creating large lacerations that ooze a dark yellow fluid. As it moves, the figure appears to be sloughing slough off large portions of its mass, which are replaced with static. Half of its face slashed off as it nears the camera, and one eye becomes shrouded in static. Every worse thing. Chief, we're, uh, where the fuck are your characters? Chief, we're picking something up on the radio. I, I think it's a survivor signal. We must be getting close. 
All right, let's keep moving. Have fun, boys. Don't let the dead bugs bite. <laughs> if you see Daddy Emerson down there, rape him to death for me. Damn, Bobble. You want me to do the blurb for you? Yes, sir. AP3 team passes out of the telecommunications room and into the main hallway. Following the strength of the signal discovered by AP3 Vigo, they near an area that appears to be a cryogenic containment unit, similar to those utilized in the defunct cryogenics Y-Wing of Site-19. As they pass through this area, command loses the signal of each member of the team, with only intermittent static being broadcast. This continues for 30 minutes before a signal is received again. Command! Command! Are you there? Do you read me? Houston, we read you. Are you all right? Is everyone all right? Oh, shit, thank God. We've been trying to reach you forever. Yeah, we found the survivors. They're holed up down here in... I don't know what you call this place, but it's not conducive to habitation. We're looking at 20, maybe 30 people? We found some other agents of ours, too. A few mole rats and a guy from the Travelers. They all ended up What are the mole rats and the Travelers? They're just the earlier MTFs that they thought all got oh, killed. Yeah. Right, that's right. Are you prepared to evac? Uh, yeah, so that's not gonna happen the way I think we wanted to. Not currently. It's a whole lot worse here than we had anticipated, Command. I don't know how they ever locked some of this stuff up, but suffice to say that every single containment cell is broken open, and this shit is real. Like, really real. We keep hearing things down the hallways nearby. I think whatever's out there is looking for us. I think they're angry. If they find us, we don't have the bolts to keep them down, let alone get these people out. Excuse me. Where is Ross? He's been trying to get some defenses ready with the others in case they come tonight. It's not looking good, you know? I don't know if you guys have a backup plan, but we'll take any ideas. How long have you been down there? Uh, maybe three days? Wait a minute, I thought Samsara was going to go down like at, at four o'clock day one. Oh no, what happened to them? Ooh. Oh, they're inserting them now. Affirmative. Apollo 3 team, be advised that we are activating and inserting Tau 5 for rescue and recovery. <laughs> oh, fuck yes! Tell them to hurry! Tell them to music I, starts playing. <laughs> if Samsara fails, there will be ultimate despair. Oh my god. So are these reoccurring characters or, do they, or are these like individual T5s for this SCP? They are recurring characters, but there are a bunch of each of them. Because they're like clone guys. So they're, and they all have their memories from past lives. Yes. So there's, why would you not use them all the time? Are they like expensive to produce? So there's only some, a few of them? Yeah, I think they're like a unique thing. Okay, so there's the team lead, Irantu, then there's Munru, Anru, and Nanku. They all have ooh at the end. Mm. Uh, so, and then there's Sight Command. So do you want to be Sight Command or should I do it again? You'd be Sight Command again. I'll be Munru and Nanku. Alright, I'll be Iran 2 and Onru. I'll try to remember that. The following We're plugged in. Oh. Psych. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, so they're, 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 like, they're, they're pretty oh. cyborg-y, so they're, they're not that emotional, so we get some kind of consistent character here. So All the following right, is it. an audio-video transcript of an extraction recovery mission carried out by the members of Mobile Task Force Tau-5, Samsara. After contact by NCF AP-3 game wardens with human survivors within SCP-1730. The AP-3 team had requested assistance in extracting the survivors due to a large number of hostile entities within the site. Each member of Tau-5 was outfitted with a number of cybernetic enhancements per the specifications of their design, including arm-mounted incendiary cannons, shock-absorbing leg extensions, heat-resistant plating, built-in scramble adaptations within the eyes, and others. Others? <laughs> what else? 
Style 5's oh. insertion point was a drainage gate near the secondary entrance that the AP3 team had inserted through. Because Have you long... seen those video clips of, like, Indian drama character introductions where there's, like, a billion fucking <laughs> They're all walking in. in. <laughs> 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 Alright, so I know you said no emotion. I know Monotone's gonna be boring. A little bit, a little bit of emotion, but, but not like, whoa! We're plugged in. Side command, do you read me? We do. 60 seconds to insertion. So, how dangerous should this mission be considered? Not a single person they've sent in has come out yet. Considerably. Acknowledged. This should be engaging. Team, check your optics. The last thing we need is somebody succumbing to a mimetic hazard. Understood. I'm good. Also good. I'm good. Good. Remember, all we're looking to do here is extract the survivors. We're not attempting to contain anything. So if you see something nasty, put it down. As always, I don't need to be convinced. Team, you are 30 seconds to insertion. 10 seconds to insertion. Tau 5, you are cleared to begin extraction and recovery. Let's go. Fucking dude, that sounds blaring. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the blurbs for you if you want, because yeah, you didn't sure. do a lot last time. T5 team enters SCP-1730 through a drainage gate under the secondary office structure. Each team member activates their shoulder-mounted lamp, illuminating the tunnel. After a short time, the team reaches another gate. Several large drainage pipes are visible behind the gate. Look, up against the gate. Bodies. No fewer than 20 charred humanoid forms in varying <laughs> stages of destruction are pushed okay, up. Okay, maybe, maybe turn it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Several arms are pushed through the gate and are reaching out towards the tunnel. These look very burned. Where do you think they came from? Hard to say. Can't imagine they would have made it far in this condition. There's an incinerator near here, right? Near that body pit we keep hearing about? Maybe they came from there. An incinerator? As good a place to start as any. Let's get into those pipes there. T5 team cuts through the gate and scales the wall behind it to the largest of three drainage pipes. Team continues on for a short time. The temperature is rising. I noticed it as well. We must be getting close. We're descending right now, too. This is strange. Shouldn't a drainage pipe run out, not in? Maybe. Maybe it's affected by the top half of abnormalities. Likely... Irantu, the wall here is weak. Here, I can hear echoing on the other side of it. What's over there? Hang on. A hallway, I think. I see. All right, we'll split up here. Munru, you and Nanku see where this tunnel lets out. Onru and I will go through this wall and see what's on the other side. We split this up the worst way possible, so we always <laughs> have to talk to ourselves. And if we get killed? Don't get killed. Understood. T5 team splits up, with T5, Nanku, and Munru following the drainage pipes towards the source of the heat, and T5, Irantu, and Onru going through the thin wall to the hallway point beyond. Irantu and Onru manage to break down the concrete wall between the drainage pipe and the hallway beyond. Within the hallway are several bare offices, barely lit by dim overhead lights. The entire area appears to have been abandoned for some time. Irantu and Onru look for an elevator or stair access, but find nothing. After a short time, Anru finds a door that opens into a control room. A large glass observation window is obscured by some dark material. Many of the controls in this room have been destroyed. This is the control room for the incinerator. See? It says incinerator number one over there. And below it, it says body pit access below. I've never heard of a furnace that needed its own control room. What's blocking the window there? Blast shields? No. No. 
He approaches the window. These are bodies and garbage, refuse, congealed and coagulated. Look, you can see the faces. I see it. Our intel says that one of the engineers had blocked up the drainage pipes out of here. Nanku and Munru are probably going to run into that. I wonder if there's another way down from here. I thought we'd be able to go down through the incinerator. Hang on. Onru proceeds to look over the controls on a relatively undamaged controller near the observation window. As she does. Oh, it's a... <laughs> I didn't realize. That's her voice. <laughs> Nanku and Munru appear at the door. It's blocked. Something has turned the end of that pipe into slack. We tried to punch through it, but it's pretty thick. I broke my hand on it. Look. Holds up her hand, which is undamaged. It was broken, I mean. Quiet. Anru is looking for something. Got it. Anru throws a large switch and turns <laughs> several nearby knobs. There's no, now I'm just imagining Anru's fucking 2B with like a vocal problem. <laughs> There's an immense groaning sound and the mass in front of the window begins to spin slowly. Interesting. There was a jolt as if something had, has broken free and the mass begins to spin rapidly and slowly descend. There's the distinct sound of a turbine spooling up. The team's internal temperature gauges begin to register as a steady increase in heat. It's dropping. Look down there, see? The mass has cleared the window, revealing a massive cylindrical chamber on the other side, at least 300 meters in diameter and roughly 400 meters deep. At the center of this chamber is a massive shaft. Hey, that's extending... me, baby. <laughs> You're a massive shaft? Yeah. <laughs> extending the full height of the chamber, attached to several large turbines. As the turbines spin... Are we going to finish this fucking SCP in this episode? a third because we're already 40 minutes in and we're on the second log not with this kind of attitude <laughs> as the turbines spin the matter within the chambers turn into a slurry near the top of the chamber are several pilot lights large holes are present around the outside of the chamber all right and then onru throws another switch and the pilot lights are ignited enormous streaks of fire cascade down from the ceiling of the chamber scorching the mass below additional jets of flame begin to emit from the walls of the chamber look down near the bottom there's a sluice gate that looks like it's leading away from here. Over there, see? Can you get that door open? Yes. Got it. Oh my god, hang on. There was like a burp in my chest. Maybe it's because you're out. doing the hell voice. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's God punishing me for my fucking ignorance. A large circular door opens near the bottom of the pit, above the level of the matter within. Excellent. Though I still don't know how you think we're going to get in there. The pipe is blocked. Nanko extends. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You, you go with your character. That yeah. makes sense. Nanko extends her arm and fires several rounds from a wrist-mounted projectile weapon at the glass window in front of them. The glass crackers and shats. That's not what it says. <laughs> it says the glass cracks. And Did you hear what I fucking said? It said like crackers and shats. <laughs> it <said> shats. <laughs> Exposing the room around like, them to the heat of the that. chamber. Normally I'd make fun of you, but like that was its own. There's nothing I need to say to that. <laughs> because so crackers I, and shots. It's funny because I was about to mention how badass it is that they're like shooting windows and just have like crazy projectiles and you just fucking say shat. Straightforward. That's how epic they are. One does what one can. Oh, these guys are so edgy. I looked at the camera when I said that. <laughs> the team enters the incinerator and jumps down onto a ledge below near another drainage <laughs> pipe. They'd be like they, fucking super manly. It's like fucking chapter two appears in front of them. The incinerator. <laughs> Next level. Act two, incinerator. They make their way through the vast chamber, avoiding the spinning blades and ever-descending biological slurry around them. Something unpleasant took place here. Oh? Yes, in fact. Shoots a glance at Nanku. 
All of this has to be draining somewhere, likely out below us through one of these fissures. We don't have time to find out. We'll follow this pipe down and see where it goes. Team Enter. Oh, en sorry. Yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm not even good. You got these from now on? Because my yeah, voice sure. can use the Team enters the open door and descends down the drainage pipe a short distance before it empties into a large cistern. The team enters the cistern, which is literally above by a large, growing, plant, glowing plant like structure. Uh, forgive me, but what's a cistern again? I thought that was like the place where you pee. That's like a basin. Okay. Interesting. What do you think that is? I. I don't know. At the sound of their voices, the glowing structure begins to shake slowly, and thousands of glowing, spinning prods are released from its body. As they fall, they lightly illuminate the entire chamber. It's the boss! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they go through the fucking fog door. <laughs> Look, the shadows. The glowing prods create vaguely humanoid shadows on the walls of the cistern, which act in an anomalous manner. These shadows appear to reach their hands up or forward, as if towards the team. As the pods reach the slurry below, they extinguish and the shadows disappear. God, it's the Abyssal Watchers. <laughs> Four nights. Alright, which way do we go? This is a drainage pipe, leading away from the incinerator. The incinerator is underneath the power station, which is to the east of the compound. So as far as we can tell, we need to go northwest from there, so... Hang on. Look over there. At what? At the wall. Something is seeping through it. Was that there before? No. Approach Iran to approach the wall. It's black and shiny and definitely seeping. Something is pushing through. What does that mean? What's it? What is it? Drainage? Unlikely. It's probably runoff from the reactor or... Anru approaches the wall. No, it's blood. It's leeches. What? Look. Anru points at a spot on the wall and illuminated by their shoulder-mounted lamps. At that spot, a thick flow of black fluid is seeping between a crack in the wall and something small is wriggling within the crack. The team zooms in on the spot, revealing a small writhing leech pushing its way through the spot. It breaks through and falls to the ground. Huh, it's a leech. What does that mean? Nothing good. The small leech moves towards the biological slurry at their feet and begins to ingest it. Slurry is just a word for like um, multiple like stuff all kind of in a liquidy, chunky yeah. thing, right? So all the, all the anomaly guys got burnt up and this is what's remaining. It's like their flesh and organs yeah. and... Yeah. As it does, the leech slowly begins to grow in size. Why are they not attacking it? It's clearly the boss fight. Is this the boss fight cinematic? They can't act yet? They can't stop it until leech. it's More of them in the wall. They're pushing through. The team looks back towards the wall, where several spouts of black fluid are beginning to pour through various cracks along its surface. Several more small leeches are squirming through these cracks. Anru, what do you see? There's something below us. It's huge, covered in other people's blood, reaching up towards us. These are like fingers. They all communicate back to the host. The... Bring me a leech. What? You're kidding. No, bring me one. They're telepathic. They're communicating that way. I need a leech. Iranti Iranti moved, moved, yeah. moved across the room before grabbing a leech off of the ground. As he pulls it away from the liquid, it struggles and squirms, biting several large chunks out of his hand. Oh, and he doesn't give a fuck, does he? He's all like, peculiar. Pause us to look at the leech. Here. Alright, one moment. Homero extends her left hand towards the leech, which opens up to reveal a series of long, delicate, metallic rods with pointed tips. She maneuvers yeah. the rods into the flesh of the creature, near the base of the brain. So they're also robots. Well, no, that was her hand that opened up. Oh, 
Clearly, I have zero reading comprehension skills because I can't follow anything. There. Let's see. They heard the incinerator activate. They're hungry. They're coming up here to eat. A lot of them. The host is down below us, but I can't see that far down. If I look at the neural activity of the entire network of entities, I can map out the areas they're in. Let me see if I can do something with that. There we go. You should all have it in, on your antennas. Retinas now. Oh my god, this is... <laughs> you can start doing the voice if you really want to. I have to commit we're almost done, aren't we? Yeah, you can think that. <laughs> why, Cactus, why do you write like you're running out of time? Alright, your move. Okay, where were we, where were we? <laughs> I got lost there, I was checking how long it was. Yeah, it's almost been an hour already. I'm, we barely, we, we're only done yeah. two fucking logs. Uh, so we're looking at a map. map? It, seems... it seems too distorted to be a map. Ongoing topographical topograph. I can't do it, okay. Stop. Ongoing topographical changes means that despite the changes in the structure of the site, it's all still located within our local reality. It's just unstable. <coughs> Do we know where this fresher device is? Probably something to do with this section here. If you follow a logical structural design plan based on the evidence provided in this map, there should be a whole extra wing here, but there aren't any of the leeches down that way. Yes, I can see conduit running to that area. That's where the thresher machine is. What about our recovery? This area here. Several corridors lead to a large research wing, but most of them have been blocked off. Every now and then, one on the ends of the network goes dark here. The survivors are in there. What's the fastest way in from where we're at now? One moment. Three paths to choose from, each with different potential hazards. The first takes us further down this pipeline until we reach a waste treatment facility within the plant. This is the longest route, but from that facility it's a fairly direct shot towards the survivors. The second path drops us into another cistern below this, which leads directly to this large chamber here. The leech is in there. I can hear it right now. It's wondering why this one hasn't come back. <clears throat> and the third? The third route takes us through this area here, which is queer. Mm -hmm. I can hear the leeches as they move around the site. They're noisy, uncoordinated, acting on impulse, and without much finesse. But in this area, they're all very quiet. They go in and out for something, but they do it very, very quietly. Motion towards the ground at her feet. Look at this leech. It's the size of a cat already. Kill it! It's going to eat you! They all stand around looking at it. <laughs> Are there any other entities in there? I can't tell. The leeches follow a single path in and a single path out. They don't stray from it, and they don't look around. Which is the fastest path? The last one is the fastest. We follow this tunnel toward a surface do service door and follow a staircase towards the bottom. Once we're there, there's another hallway off to the left that takes us past that area. Or through it, maybe. And on the other side is the back entrance to our research wing. Alright, that's the one we'll take then. A shame. Here I thought we'd be shooting leeches. A shame! You'll have plenty of choices, too, on our way out, I'm sure. We need to get these people out quickly. En route, does it feel to you like the leeches are trying to get into the wing where the survivors are? Yes, there's plenty of blood in the site, but not all of it is still warm. They'll be coming for them soon. Team lives Eve sifted and follows Drange Pipe West. Eventually, the team reaches a service door lit by a single flickering lamp. There's something written on this door. Blood. Here on the wall, too. Look. What's it written in? the scramble or is this another reading comprehension thing i thought scramble is supposed to well, no, like prevent everything them from in the world oh wait look amplifies her shoulder mounted spotlights illuminating the entire wall of the tunnel the word blood is repeated over and over scrolled across the surface of the wall of the thick black substance on routine's left 
illuminating several desiccated corpses in a corner at the end of the tunnel, all of which are covered in and seeping the same fluid. Unsettling. Come on, don't waste time. Team enters the... Uh, no, I was just going to say, if you ever get tired doing the things, just feel free to popcorn them, because this is a really long fucking log. The team enters the service door, revealing a partial staircase. The stairs above the room's hat, but the stairs below have been destroyed. The walls of the stairwell are coated in cracks, through which seeps the black fluid. Munru lights a floor and drops it, and the team watches it fall. After a short time, the floor lands with a slight splash, revealing the floor below. How large is this site? Site 19 has at least 50 underground floors, and no fewer than 80 individual wings. Considering what we know about Site 13, it is likely that there are at least twice as many of each, if not more. The Euclid-class containment cells alone are as large as the entirety of Site 81. Which means there could be worse things down there nobody has seen yet. It's almost a certainty. Yoransu leaps from the landing and lands near the floor, his implants absorbing the majority of the impact. Another superhero landing. (laughs) The rest of the team follows suit. At the bottom of the stairwell is another door into a hallway and the team enters it. Where to now? About 200 meters down this way, this hallway on the right. There are several security doors, but I think they've all been disabled. Through there is, I think it's a data storage center. It's big and lined with vents that lead to the cooling towers at the surface. Where did the leech start, leeches start acting strange? In there. Wonderful. The team moves down the hallway. Namco at point, flanked by Onru and Manru and Irantu watching the rear. As they pass, they check each door to see if they are locked. Most doors lead to network maintenance areas, though notably one door leads to the telecommunications room previously visited by the AP3 team. One screen on the far wall appears to be busted from the inside out. Look here, this is the door to the server area. What's that door there? It's marked as stairs to cryonics. If I had to guess, I'd say it probably goes up to the next levels, and it's seated right on top of this room access insulation for the data center. Can we go through it? Which way is faster, Anru? The only way I can see is through the server room. There weren't any leeches up there. That's very strange. There are certainly plenty of access points to that room. Very strange. Through the server room, then. Come on. (laughs) I get ready. Yeah, this is... I am going to say popcorn at some point during this. Fucking, this was not meant to be read aloud for a podcast. This SCP. Uh, there's was gonna not. be. I'm gonna say that there is going to be a part three. <laughs> yeah, I told you, dude. This is fucking. We only got through two logs today. There were very fucking big logs. Okay. You make us go through all guys now. This. <laughs> yeah. First the deaths, and now this cactus. When will it end? <laughs> two mentors through the door of the server room. They pass through several. Actually, I bet I can get through this without popcorn in. Watch right, me, watch me fly. They pass, through, tough guy. Yeah, watch. they pass through several more security doors. Doll, dolls, doors, all of I'm which are unlocked. Fit. Sentence two. As they do so, <laughs> the external temperature drops severely and stays steady at roughly minus 20 degrees Celsius, my body temperature. It ran to motions yeah. for the team to activate their internal heating coils, protecting their internal organs from damage due to exposure. Watch me casually interrupt with quips that make no sense so you have time to catch your breath between reading, because that's how much of a bro I am. Thank you. As the team proceeds down the hallways into the server room, T5 Nanku's scramble optical implant begins to activate, signaling that anomalous meme is being filtered out. <laughs> I know I know what meme is supposed to be, but every time I read it, it's just... I just fucking imagine dank memes from Site-19. However, Nanko had previously disabled the visual cue for the warning on her optical overlay, instead relying on the audio cue that had accompanied the implant. 
the audio warning does not trigger at all. This fucking scramble is shit. I know. I There's always actually... something. <laughs> it is not until the team enters the primary server room that Onru realizes that no sound is audible at all, regardless of the source. So, uh, because these are cyborgs, we are getting their thoughts as well here. So... Wait a minute, that's right. They're cyborgs, so can't they implant... They don't have eyes to look at things, so shouldn't they be unaffected because their brains are robot-y? Well, yeah, but they're not full robot. Cyborg means like you're part human. You simply have to make them full robots. You have to go beyond. Thinking at first that it might be an auditory implant, Onru removes the implant and restarts it. But after establishing that it's functioning properly, she attempts to communicate this with Urantu. Urantu motions for the team to hold and attempt to discern the source of the anomalous influence. As they do, each other team member receives the warning that their scramble filters are being triggered. Onru motions towards the door they entered through, but Urantu motions towards the back of the server area towards the research wing. Fucking Site 13 becomes Samsara. Someone press the fucking mute button. <laughs> it is during the silent discussion that Nanku first notices movement across the large room. Motioning for her teammates to stay still, each team member begins to hear a quiet whining sound, which slowly grows in te- intensity. As they huddle up, Munru notices writing on one of the server racks, written in black fluid, that says, Silence, and then, Don't look. He motions towards the racks, and the team acknowledges it. Irantu motions for the team to move towards the far wall, and they slowly proceed to the spur as I scroll down and there's more. (laughs) It never ends. And they slowly proceed between the server racks towards the back exit. Suddenly, Onru catches a momentary glimpse of a large entity across the room and stops her teammates from advancing. She looks around the corner and sees the entity again as it comes back into view. Like, I don't want to complain too much, because this is a pretty well-written so far. I'm liking it a lot. Cactus put in a lot of effort. But at some point, maybe we could cut down a little bit of this, you know? Maybe. Just a little bit. The entity is a massive, multi-limbed figure. The primary structure of the entity is a floating, cross-legged, humanoid construct with six legs, 18 arms, and 36 forearms attached to 72 hands. Okay, so this is clearly fucking the boss fight. (laughs) Each limb moves independently, gesturing and posing in constant, sudden, jerking movements. You know there's a fucking cinematic when they end in this room and, like, a name appears, like, God's mistake, boss fight. The entity does not have a head, but instead has a large, flat, circular structure attached to its upper chest that is covered in a large number of symbols and glyphs, which glow with bright white light against the entity's dark grey-brown skin. On each of the entity's arms are a gold band attached to a chain which drags the ground when not being pulled around in one of the entity's gestures. Is this gestures. Exodia? Is that what this is? He's got it more It sounds hands. like Exodia. The golden yeah, bands that's... are etched with glyphs later identified as being powerful anti-kineto hazards. Which means... From that? a site that's 13 a research <laughs> file on 86243AR-01. <laughs> ma- ma- this is not a footnote, this is a foot essay! Maladrabaguian. Study of the activated OO1 has led to the advent of kinetology, the study of kinetism. Kinetoglyphs, or kinetohazards, are mental and physical hazards that occur when an entity performs specific gestures and motions that interact with multiple spatial dimensions simultaneously, so bending, often with disastrous yeah. consequences. <laughs> Anomaly bending. An anti-kinetohazard, designed to negate the effect of the active kinetohazard, is typically the inverse of the kinetoglyph being performed, though this can take the form of certain symbols and glyphs instead of just the inverse of the actual gesture, as doing so with entities such as OO1 would be impossible. See Addendum 9 for more details. Though the chains are broken and the anti-kinetohazards are inactive. Most notably, a single severely emaciated, severely charged human figure is bound to the flat circular structure of the entity's head. This figure twists against its restraints and appears to be screaming, likely the whining sound heard through the entity's muting kinetohazard. 
from the Site 13 research file. Using seven of its hands, AR-01 is capable of producing an advanced kinetoglyphs named Alalili in the sacred Tratak of Ast, which silences all but the most intense sounds in an area. This literally sounds like a D&D boss. As the entity performs its gestures, the glyphs on its head illuminate rapidly, often causing burns where the human skin comes in contact with them, creating further distress and increasing the volume of the whining. Oh, I see the end. I see the end. Onru also yeah. notices that some aspects of the entity is creating a severe malfunction in optical implants, singeing the circuits responsible for handling the scramble calculations. She looks away, ejecting the implants before they damage her retinas, and motions to the rest of the Tau 5 team to not look at the entity directly. The team acknowledges, and they continue to move forward. Suddenly, the whining becomes dramatically louder and begins to draw closer to the team. Munru drops a proximity man from his pack, and then another a short distance away. As they flee away from the entity, streaks of blue electricity begin to arc between the server racks, and the ground between them begins to shift as if it was made out of sand. Earthbending. As Nanku threatens to fall into the ground, there is a muffled wave of pressure behind them as the first proximity mine detonates and the ground solidifies. Remember at the beginning when we opened up the episode, I was like, hey, are we going to need another SCP to pad the time? We're almost done with this baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. The team turns I'm a corner, sorry. and the back entrance to the room comes into view. From above them, they can see a hole in the ceiling exposed to the cryonics laboratory, and briefly a complicated containment cell is visible, though it is thoroughly destroyed. The team moves swiftly towards the door, as white-hot glyph glyphs begin to appear on the ground beneath them and in the air around them. The team manages to duck and weave through the symbols, but Nanku catches her left armor glyph in the air and it bursts into flame. Irantu, having seen this from his position behind Nanku, fires his weapon at her shoulder, removing the arm. It falls to the ground and explodes into a cinder. Munru reaches the door first and throws it open, and Onru follows immediately afterwards. Nanku stumbles through, collapsing on the other side, and Irantu comes up last. Just before closing the door, Irantu turns to look at the entity closing in behind them, which at this point was a barely visible blur of gestures, fairy glyphs, and an inhuman whine. They did it! They won! As the door swings closed, Irantu zooms in on the humanoid figure strapped to the entity's head, enough to see the word Emerson seared into the flesh of the figure, as if from a melted patch of fabric. I guess that's Daddy Emerson. Yeah, he got fucked. <laughs> Irantu <laughs> slams the door closed and immediately ejects his optical implants. The team rushes down the corridor away from the security door, and slowly the sound of footsteps can be heard around them. They reach a large open space in between several hallways and stop to catch their breath. Yes! He did it! Tanhony won against fate! He beat Dio! He did it! I stopped to catch my breath. Master Tanhony! Allow me to take over from here. You've done more than no. enough. I gotta finish this. I, <laughs> I don't know, believe I know how to respond to whatever that was. What was that? I have no idea. I've never seen anything like it. There was a human strapped to its head. Did you see that? I did. I think it was shouting. Pauses and looks at the stump of her arm. I'll likely miss that arm later. You'll be alright, kid. Just be careful. <laughs> like I needed it anyways. I've got another. Besides, Mangu swings her shoulder-mounted flamethrower to her left shoulder and detaches it so that it hangs below where her missing arm should be. What was I really <laughs> going to use that arm for anyway? <laughs> flamethrower arm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Modded, upgraded. Noted. Everybody alright? No worse for were. I'm fine. I'm alright too. We're here. Look. He's getting his old voice back. <laughs> you can hear it. It's beginning to gravel. <laughs> the team turns to see the hallway to their immediate east, which had been barricaded and filled with a substantial amount of explosives and incendiary equipment. Every time I see fucking Onru's bolded name, my throat instinctively hurts ahead of time. <laughs> Good. He approaches the barricade. 
Hello? This is Tau 5 Irantu. Is anyone there? We're here to get you out. Hello? Silence. Maybe we're too late. We're not too late. Hello? Is anyone there? Can you... There's a shuffling sound, and a large wooden crate has moved slightly. Excuse me. A dark face can be seen in the space between the crate and the wall. <laughs> I thought they didn't have emotion, Tim! <laughs> laughed! They proved they do! Captain. No, they're but tools for the Foundation! <laughs> oh god, this motherfucking new character! New connection to local transmission network. Zeta-9, mole rats, Captain Hollis, he's alive. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, sorry, you got this? Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> the gods and Power Rangers. They told me about you. You look like you've been hit by a train. Something like that. Well, come on there. We don't have much time left. Team moves Team. towards the opening in the crates. No, I can do it. You don't You don't need to carry me. As Munru right. and Nanku pass through, Onru pauses. Irantu notices this and turns to look. Irantu, look, leeches. Black cracks have begun to form on the walls of the atrium behind them, and wriggling black leeches start to, start to fall out of them, accompanied by a thick black fluid. And ah. log. So, uh... Does this imply that Z Hollis was already infected and they got tricked, or does this imply that things it's a cliffhanger? It's a cliffhanger. They're, they're coming. The leeches are coming. Oh my god. I'm scrolling up just to try and close it. I have to scroll up so fucking much. So, we, we are... Oh, we got through the second log. It is just hit an hour. Yeah, this this one's going to be super long, too. I'm already looking at yeah, it. Yeah, so that will have to wait for next episode. But we've got... still, like, seven more! <laughs> it... We've the vote. We've 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 we we said we're gonna do it. We have to do it. Is this just the rest of the fucking podcast for all of time? Yes. Cactus is just gonna keep adding to it while we're reading it. So we got a and new corner here to pad out the episode enough that we don't feel guilty. We have no reason to feel guilty. You almost died out there reading that fucking exposition log. So Can I'm, you I'm gonna do. I've never been proud to be your co-host. It's comments corner. We're gonna read some comments on our last video, so really, I definitely don't already obsessively read those. Yeah, we're gonna share them with you, the viewers, and give you a reason to comment you, to help us out in the algorithm. Are you gonna edit them into the video? Hell no. Actually, that might be a cool corner. Ask us questions in the comments and we'll answer them in this corner. Yeah, that so sounds like fun. Let's get into it. I'm going to read all the comments here. All right. Abby Yo says, Grab your dirty dishes slash road tripping butt pillow slash gardening tools because, folks, it's time for an audiobook. <laughs> it's time for an all-out attack. So what do you think about that? Do you, um... I think that's 100% accurate. I, I hate that. Like, I love this SCP because it's good, but I also hate it because it's draining. It's like every week I'm looking forward to new SCPs. It's like, oh, it's still going to be 1730, huh? That's where we're at. But, but I mean, I shouldn't complain too much. I know Cactus probably put a lot of time and effort into us, and it, it's pretty well written. Um, but just like, damn, you know? Like, there's a point where it's like, damn. Okay. Hunter Spadafora says, Oh gosh, they're actually trying to read SCP-1730 after I said it would be too long in a previous video. I scoffed <laughs> at that original comment. <laughs> I was like, ha, yeah, right. Are we like the first channel to attempt it in its entirety without summarizing? Uh, probably. And there's probably a reason for that. <laughs> are we going to be heroes? Are people going to be like, Tanhony and Darnell, they really did it! Or when they fall off a cliff, everyone, the YouTube community will grab me by the wrist. It's like, you can't give up yet. One more time, Tanhony. <laughs> 
Tanoni, forget about Darnell, who's fallen. You have to finish it. Just do your best. Chaos Corvid, who has an excellent username, says, Don't read the text on the walls. The text on the walls. <laughs> I thought the same thing. One Piece Buff Free says, This will be interesting. Have you read One Piece? Uh, I read the first hundred chapters, and then I got bored yeah, of it. I got into a similar... Every friend, every friend I have that reads One Piece is like, But you gotta keep reading, dude! Just wait I till you meet... I liked One Piece, but I got to a similar sort of amount as you, and I, I, it was just too big of a time Well, the other thing about One Piece is it's so long, and there's so many characters, that I feel like every other day on like Twitter or social media, I see someone be like, This One Piece character, the GOAT, and it's always a different name every time. <laughs> it's like some so guy dressed as a baby. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a guy dressed as a baby who looks like he has a foot fetish. And they're like, this guy really taught me how to be a man when I read this arc. It's like, did he? Did he really? Fucking Anru taught me to do well in my daily life. Anru taught me to never look at the first few lines and assume that character won't be important like Ohalu wasn't. (laughs) Okay, MK.23 says, I like it. Thanks, man. That's probably the best comment I've ever read. An account says, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, no, no. I just imagine him like the fucking Jotaro thing. <laughs> and he was fighting Darby. Yes, yes, Are you yes, going to yes. do the flamethrower thing? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> and, lo- and finally, Log Log says, oh, this is going to be a journey. Yes, it fucking <laughs> is. I already. I look behind me and I see the pile of corpses of episodes that could have been other things. You look, it's like the fucking Avatar. You look behind you, you see all the past podcasters who are attempting to do it. No. I'm looking back and I see the swamp benders fallen. <laughs> Please. Mr. Swampy, who did this to you? He points at a giant leech. Pants are an illusion and so is time. And so is death. And yeah, with that. Tanhoney finally started watching Avatar, even though I told him to watch it with me, so. He's been filling me if in. I where he's was at. in the Avatar world. I would simply invent my own bending. Uh, you joke, but like, I think a bunch of characters do that. I would simply do it in season one, though. Oh, true. My sound bending. I would simply invent Sparky Sparky Boom Man bending. Yeah, how I do believe- you fucking get that shit? It's mentioned. It's talked about in Korra. Uh, all I'll tell you is they never mention it in the show, but it's called combustion bending, Badass. and it's like a special, unique bending. You need to have, like, a fucking stupid tattoo on your forehead to do it. It looks sick. What the fuck are you talking about? It's, you know, you know what, uh, you know what, uh, what's his face from Full Metal does where he, like, snaps and combusts the air? It's basically just that. Kimbley. <laughs> I love Kimbley. I don't, but he's, he's a bad guy, but he's very stylish. It's not, not Kimbley. No, the guy who, what's his name? Mustang? Oh, yeah. The one who burns lust to death? Yeah. Well, I hope everyone listening has seen Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, oh, wait. Fuck, he just bleeped that part out. Hey, oh, you know what? Fuck that. That series was made in, like, what, 2012? Come on. I'll just put a spoiler warning in the previously. (laughs) (laughs) No context spoilers for Full Metal Alchemist. (laughs) You have to, if you've stuck around with our podcast for this long, first of all, thank you. If you you stuck around with this episode for the last hour, thanks. Yeah, but uh, second of all, you you know that I'm a huge weeb, so I'm gonna fucking talk about anime every two seconds because that's, I guess, my personality. Um, Avatar isn't an anime; it's an American cartoon. I was talking about Full Metal, idiot. Full Metal is an American cartoon. Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Full Alchemist. Metal. <laughs> what happened hey. to Site Thirteen? What happened to Site Thirteen? 
Can we go to Plug Corner for a sec? Oh, Plug Corner. We got yeah, sure. With the corners now, there's not even floors. What's Sorry, the, the <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna pull the lever to open the trap door. You better be hope you don't do a somersault. Here we go. Ah! Like, my leg. Don't it's like fucking don't kaiju. As long as you land on your legs, you'll live. You may never walk again, but you'll don't live. Don't know. I landed on the wrong side and the plugs are in my leg. He needs to come off. I need oh, to do it. Uh, you need to cut off my off. fucking leg. All right. Jeez. Easy there. Oh, thanks. It's off. Yeah, no problem. So what right, do you want so, to plug? A couple things. First of all, as usual, this check time. out April's Space either on Royal Road or the Audiobooks in our channel. I know um, it's not the typical content we do. I know it's not SCP related. But if you guys like sci-fi, it's actually a pretty good story. Tan's put a lot of work into writing it, and I enjoy it, which is saying something, because if you've watched our podcast, you know I take every opportunity to knock Tan on his work, because I think it's funny to knock him down a peg. But, um, uh, no, seriously, like it's really good. from you could even out. budge my ego. <laughs> your ego is roughly one-third the size... This blimp is roughly one-third the size of your ego. Um, second thing I want to plug, it's, it feels weird because it's our own video, but you guys should all check out our recent Fall Guys video. Yeah. Uh, we, we worked really I know, it. <laughs> it's like with April Space, like, I know it's not like what we do usually. It's not SCP related. <laughs> so yeah, we've got a new Fall Guys video out, so, uh, you, I get a victory royale in it, so you better check it out. Can you not bully me, alright? You just, uh, you I know just publicly you know. stated how much you love to bully me. You know what? That's fair. Go ahead and bully me. You're My right. name Darnell. Smelly. But um, I, I know it's not like the most well-edited thing, but it's probably the most time we've spent into editing a video yet, and we really enjoyed making it. And if you've ever seen Kaiju, you'll probably think it's funny. Um, so go check that out. Uh, anything else? Do you want to plug your Twitter or something? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Anthony Shacklad. That's one yeah. letter off my real name, so if you follow yeah, me, he... you'll have access to that, because Twitter can't fit my full name. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, you said Anthony, but it's Anthony, so they would never know the H is there. It's yeah. devilishly brilliant. Right, is well, it pronounced Anthony? Yeah, it is, yeah. There you go. And why is the H there? Name reveal. That's the closest you're going to get to a face reveal ever. <laughs> my name. What's your real name? That's it. It's Darkness. Thank you for listening. I don't know what he's talking about anymore. I think it's meant to be a joke. But let's... <laughs> Thank Should you for listening. The... Oh, there's another we, zone? We, we, oh, you it... can't end... Yeah, we have to go to the ending the episode zone. Oh, look, hold on, I'll bring the rope ladder down. <laughs> Gotta climb into the cave. I made it. That was quite the climb. Yeah. I just so slid down. Take my style. hands. I'll, I'll pull you up the last bit. I, I take your hand. Long live the king. And that's no. the end of the episode, guys. Say goodbye to Darnell. No, please don't click off the video.